1: Hey, welcome to On The Mic. Today on the show, national TV host from Channel 10's The Loop. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Whack the World Animal Championships and my favourite, Prank Patrol. With a little help from the lovely Bianca and her hooter. Oh, shit! I pulled a couple of pranks myself. This fake coughing is all part of it. If you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, you can watch my YouTube channel or Facebook, forward slash Mike Goldman Live. And don't forget to subscribe. Hey, welcome to On The Mic, my name is Mike Goldman, this very good looking young man in front of me is a bit of a legend, you probably look at his face going, yeah, that guy, where do I know him from? Well, instead of just reading out his bio and saying these amazing things about him, we're going to play a game hmm. called Seedy or Tweedy, and every time it's you, Tweedy, say Tweedy, Tweedy. And every time it's Seedy, say Seedy. Seedy. Okay, cool. The guy who hosts The Loop. Tweedy. Fish milkshakes. Seedy, absolutely. Harvey Weinstein. Oh,
2: God. CD, but I wouldn't mind his brain, his production brain. Wouldn't wouldn't
1: mind his money either.
2: Although not that part of the brain, the other half. <laughs> not, the, the, not the handsy.
1: Not not the I want to have a shower and you watch me part CD, of the brain. That's CD, CD, CD. A little bit weird. The host of Prank Patrol. C- oh Tweety.
2: <laughs> Tweety. <laughs> but what we did
1: oh, <laughs> was sometimes okay. CD. Harry Bax. CD. Hosting the World Animal Championships. Tweety. That's you. A lemon. CD, different kind of CD. Yeah, thought I'd throw it in there. Studio Ten reporter. Uh, yeah, Tweety sometimes. A, a Brisbane boy, Brisbane, Brizzy boy. Tweety. tweety. Goldman. Yes. Uh, bin juice. CD. What? You know, you know it was CD. Your night last night. Oh, uh, <laughs> not washing your hair.
2: I, I wash my hair sometimes, but yeah. T- CD Tweety. I read
1: online you hate washing your hair. Who? Oh, mate, you have gone back in the archives too yeah, far. I went, I went way back in the archives. Uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Well, I host a Facebook show, Tweety. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's, and you host the show. Yeah, it was good
1: fun. Um, Bad teeth.
2: Seedy, <laughs> Tweety. Oh, Farts. Seedy. Farts. Seedy. Oh, we all fart, come
1: on. And he's on the mic right now. It's got Tweety, ladies and gentlemen. Mikey Goldman. How good is this? Do you, do you <laughs> remember the first time we ever met? I bet you don't. Um, No.
2: All right. Oh, just... No, was it was it at the uh, Arias? No. No. It was in Brisbane? Yeah. Okay, I was driving this guy around in a nova car in one of the sandmans and i had to come to your house you lived in bulimba yeah i had to pick you up and take you to a car wash i can't remember what we were doing (laughs) there but you were doing a live cross for ash kip and Lutzi. so that was you wouldn't even remember that that. all about i I don't know i was like 21 i was a uni student getting 25 bucks an hour i was probably hungover. had to pick up the guy that hosts big brother and it was amazing but that's when we first met (laughs) oh shit what the What is, how
0: did you do that? Yeah! Oh my
1: God!
2: What <laughs> <laughs> worked? How long have you been hiding here for? The whole time. Five hours. <laughs> oh my That's God. That's Bianca. <laughs> hey Bianca, how Hi. are you? Good to see you. <laughs> <coughs> oh. So you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, can you hurry up and do the air horn gag? <laughs> That's good. I only swore a little bit.
1: Uh, well, yeah, prank patrol. If you're listening to this <laughs> in the podcast going, what the fuck just happened? Well, Bianca was hiding behind a, uh, big, a big picture, and my girlfriend, and she just jumped out with a hooter and made a hell of a lot of noise. I that was
2: hooked up to your other housemate next door, and he did that. And I was like, how good's the production of this place? You know, I was at, um, I was at an exchange when I was in grade 10 yeah. in America, and I partied one night and I was sleeping in a basement. Yeah. And the American guys came in, there was yeah. me and another Australian guy, were asleep, yeah, and they came in, shut the door, pitch black, and then had an air horn and just pressed it for like two minutes. Do you know how scary oh. it is when you wake up, you cannot see shit. Mm. How loud this is! It's the scariest. Like, ev- mate, ever- <coughs> I'm going to get you back with this.
1: I'm sure you are. So we met back to where we were. We met. We met in the Nova Sandman. You picked me up from the car wash, or took me to a car wash for a Nova Cross. Yeah, you're doing some. You know, across. you know, Lutzy. so a Lutzi. So Lutzi's breakfast announcer in Brisbane, uh, on the Ash Kip and Lutzi show. He did work experience with me when I was doing nights at Triple M in Brisbane. So and he he was,
2: you were and, on air nights? He yeah. was your he was like work experience 13
1: guy. or 14 year old kid came in and we're having a few drinks. Well, how, hang on, how much older on. are you than him? Well, I'm 46, turning 46. Are you really? Yeah. Shit. I'm getting on. Nah, the, it's getting better as we get older. Need some work done or something like that. Yeah. Anyone out no, there running really. one of those clinics, come in and inject me live on air. <laughs>
2: We can plug you as well. So that was
1: that was a while ago. So brizzy boy, yeah, yeah. You love uh, Queensland, state of origin, Broncos. You, how, of how much of a brizzy boy are you? I'm I'm out
2: west. I was I grew up in Mount Omni, which is very west.
1: Mount Omni. Yeah. Oh my god, I had a girlfriend from out there. That, that's that's getting bugging. It's getting west. That's almost. But then getting, I went to Ipswich. school.
2: I went to. Oh, it's on the way. It's on the way there. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still on the Brown Snake. It's up near the gingerly end of the Brown Snake. Um, but yeah, I went to school in the city, so that that sort of centralised me a bit more. Did university there, worked at Nova, and then got my first gig when I was 21 and moved to Melbourne. Wow, oh, that's cool, man. And yeah.
1: so what happened with the radio? You just, you just went, okay, stop this radio. I'm a good looking man. I need to be seen. Get me on the TV.
2: Mate, I was keen for anything, as we all were when we started in media. Um, so I was I was just doing... I had learned how to panel, but I probably got 80% of the way there. And then that's when this ABC gig came up. So then I started actually going and uh, filming at music festivals for Nova. So the breakfast team would wanna do the headline acts. And then I was like, well, who's gonna interview all the Aussie bands? Like, can I do cut copy? Can I interview X, Y, and Z? And they're like, yeah, sure. But the reason I did that was to get free tickets to the festival. So my friend was the camera guy. My other mate was the sound guy. My other friend was (laughs) the uh, producer. So four of us, we worked for half an hour work. I don't think any of them made it online ever. Mm. And then we were just there a big day out, Good vibrations, all the festivals. (laughs) Was great. You're right. What? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh,
1: God. No, mate, that's. <laughs>
2: you gotta get better fake blood than that.
1: Stop recording.
0: <laughs> Have
1: you spent your whole day going to gag stores? <laughs> and that's gag number two.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to be in this room anymore. What the... What is that? What is that? No, nothing. What is that? I promise. There's. there's... <laughs> No more no more gags. You no, know, you know how to execute a good prank oh. though. You got to like you got to invest me into doing something. Oh.
1: Sorry. I was I was pretending to cough since you got here. When was was when, that was that part of the act? Yes. Oh. I'm coughing during the interview.
2: Oh. <laughs> you just had a big night.
1: I did have a big night, but...
2: <laughs> so what you got to do, you got to get me to do something accidentally, which then I feel terrible about doing. Right now, you've just hit me with the air horn. Great. let get yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah,
1: yeah, So you need to teach me how to do better pranks. Eventually. I'll, we'll get to pranks very shortly. I want to talk about the amazing gig. It's a dream gig. It's it's probably up there with Travel Presenter, going around to all these concerts and filming yourself backstage and hanging out with the bands. How freaking awesome would that be? It's the best. And now,
2: but now that's led to my, my job at Channel 10. So I started doing that at Nova then that led to going to ABC, doing um, pranks and whatnot. But then now it's led again to being on the loop for the last seven years, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, so we, you're like a young Richard Wilkins. Well, Richard Richard Wilkins, I think he only hangs out with the guy that plays the, the violin backstage, André Rieu, because oh, yeah. he's almost 70. So he, he's, he's, almost, he's, so he's still got it. He's still got it. He still does a great job. I yeah. mean, Richard Wilkins is an icon, but you know, you're, you're the young guy, up and comer. It's a lot of fun.
2: It's yeah. a lot of fun. And you've got to be patient, though, because both Richard and Angela... Um, are very good at what they do. Yeah. They know everyone and watching how hard those two work mm. is amazing. Yeah. But um yeah. Is Angela just, like,
1: oh no, that's my interview. Oh, does she ever like hey, no step back here? You're in my territory now.
2: No, she just gets no. that because she's no. done it for so long. Yeah. So every red carpet you go on, she's got the Angela Bishop channel ten area. Yeah, and okay. Then, and then Dickie's <laughs> got the channel nine area.
1: But that's because they know everyone, yeah. they they almost run it. Yeah, it's like their own little grandstand. Yeah. So who's the uh, the best backstage party that you've been to? Oh, I think the Arias every year. We, really? Yeah. Aria. Well, I think the Arias are boring. That's because like, you're not at, going to the right party. At, oh, the ARIA party, but the yeah. actual event is just...
2: No, but it's, it's pretty
1: good. Yeah. I got to do um,
2: four years ago.
1: Yeah. I was I hosted the... I haven't been for a while. Maybe it's different now.
2: Well, yeah, I think you got two, two types of people that go there. The people that are just too cool for it and they don't invest in it. And then everyone else who has a good time. Mm. Um, and maybe it's because I'm just a lover of Australian music that I go there and absolutely love everyone. You know, like... You're backstage, you're backstage, John Butler Trio's there. The next thing, the NXS yeah. boys are there. Then the next thing, there's like Kylie Minogue might walk in. And it's like all these people back so to back. Cool,
1: yeah. And you just run out to them having a drink with them. You yeah. might have interviewed them once and they're, they're trying to remember who you are. They saw your <laughs> face. <laughs> they're like, who's this dude? Next thing you know, you're drunk and giving them a hug and trying to get a selfie, <laughs> pretending like you're best friends.
2: But that's, kind of, that's it. And then you go bouncing between all the parties and you always want to end up at the Universal mm-hmm. one, which is at the Intercontinental upstairs. And yeah. I'm, my name... To this date, hasn't been on the list. I don't really? know. I work in music TV, yeah, but it's such a hard party to get onto. But I'll always get in there. You go there with a mate, or mm. you just talk your way in.
1: So I um I did more than talk my way into one of those parties. Uh, there was a very exclusive party with Fat Boy Slim playing years and years ago.
2: Band of the nineties. You're of the track, when he goes, I, Fat Boy Slim. Uh, that yeah. guy kicks ass. I, I,
1: I don't I don't know if you were at that party or you remember it, but. It was, I think it might've been, might been universal. It was a few years ago yep. and everyone wanted a ticket to this party and only program managers and bosses of TV networks are, are the people who got in. And um, a mate of mine, uh, his, his name is Michael Jordan. <laughs> He's not around anymore. It's seriously his name. He was a uh, Thunder driver from Brisbane yep. and his program manager of the radio station, I can't remember what his name was, but said, do you mind going back to my hotel and picking up my pass so I can get into this fat boy slim party? And I've said, dude, We we can take it to Kinkos and we could photocopy this pass and we could just give them all out to our friends. So we did. We we actually we took it and we we laminated and everything. We did the photocopy front and back and we got about ten of us into the Fat Boy Slim Party, like free drinks, food. Where was it? And we were so pumped. Um it was I think it was the Intercontinental Hotel. Yeah. But it might have been the um I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. It was God, it was so long, they, so they, long. This was like, 15 you know, you know, you'd have
2: put that much effort in, but they, yeah. they would have just let you
1: in straight away to no, glance at it. No, no, no. But they, yeah, they didn't even look at it. But when we got there, we, we got into the party, and Fat Boy Slim's playing, and it was the most shit party we've ever been to because well, was because when he DJ's, he, though, yeah. he doesn't
2: play. He just yeah. goes,
1: yeah, no, no, no. But he was great. But there was there was no girls, no 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 people re- ready to party and have a good time. There's all these all know, the suits, Soddy old suits yeah. oh, Who's this? Who's this old chap again playing all these songs over there? Fat boy Slim. I think we play his songs. And That's so we left. So we went to all that effort. The most exciting thing about that one night was the fact that we got in by photocopying I passes. And been. I'm not saying that you should do that, by the way. That's
2: no. It, well, a lot of people will now do it for um, Coachella. <laughs> and, yeah. Jump, I'm not encouraging jumping fraud. fences. Isn't great, but when you get in for free, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why the hell not? And, it's funny when you say that because a lot of these industry events we go to, yeah, they're actually like. If, I, I still reckon I'm an everyday punter being in there and I love it yeah. but a lot of people just get over it and they don't even enjoy the night Buble played last week yeah, yeah, yeah. for Smooth FM and like 80% of the crowd was um, all clients and, and like, um, you know, program directors and all those sort of people yeah. 20% of the crowd were winners yeah. he gets out there, performs his first song mm. and he was just like What's with, you, what's with you guys? He goes. He literally goes, have you all been punching bongs? He's like, what, what's going on? Over the next 10 minutes, got everyone up and jumping. And he was like, look, I want you dancing. I want you doing this, doing that. He goes, break the facades. Let's get into it. And then yeah. it was the best performance ever, which is why, hands down, I reckon he's one of the best performers I've ever yeah. seen to date.
1: Yeah, he's so cool. I remember uh, I saw the Four Tops and the Temptations at the Hilton Hotel. and It was like really hoity-toity kind of event. And they had tables and it was a dinner thing. And they said, this room needs a kick in the ass. Why don't you all stand up right now, push the tables back against the wall and the chairs. We don't need those tables. You're eating your dinner. Get down here, let's party. And everyone just went, yeah, all right. And like, people are turning tables over and shit, and security's <laughs> running around going, no, don't do that. And the, and the place just went nuts. But something. you need
2: someone like that yeah. because, especially Sydney, mm. I don't know about yeah, Sydney crowds know, are hard to it's, get going. It's a, everyone's sort of got their guard up, yeah. and everyone's there to work. Yeah. And yeah. like, it just, but when you can
1: loosen up a Sydney mm. crowd, then they yeah. go wild. Yeah, like we, uh, like, I do the Sydney Kings uh, courtside announcing. And sometimes to get the crowd going, and a lot of people coming to basketball for the first time now that Andrew Bogut's in the team straight from the NBA. But once we get him going, it's awesome. But... People are so used to being at home watching Netflix or going to the cinema or whatever. You gotta remind them that they're at a live event and you've yep. got to make noise and you you gotta wave a thousand like we had a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs on Saturday night. And I was like, Do you wanna win a hundred thousand dollars? And you literally have to shake people because they look at you like, Yeah, are you real? <laughs> you know, it's like But we're bad at this that is a real I think as, show. As Aussies, like you
2: go to America and you go to the UK yeah. and they're just nuts. we got to, yeah. we almost need to train Everyone, again, as a society, how to be a good live crowd.
1: Yeah. Where do you think are the best live crowds in Australia? Because you go to all the concerts. Would it be Melbourne?
2: Uh, Melbourne, Brizzy's pretty good. Mm. A lot of bands, because I, I I listen to what bands have to say, because I'm not up on stage. and mm. um, They say the Tivoli is one of their favorite venues. Yeah, a lot really? of them, They and love Brizzy. the Tivoli and Brizzy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Melbourne, No, Melbourne is just invested in everything. Mm. They are, because they love sports so much, yeah. and they are just you know passionate. Sydney, I don't know, I've been to a lot of gigs at
1: the Enmore where it's going off, so... Yeah, the Enmore is a lot of fun. Yeah. Hosted an event there two weeks ago, actually. The crowd went nuts. They... um had a whole heap of Australian bands do covers of Elton John songs for the Variety Club of Australia. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was a great crowd. Everyone went nuts. But I think I think Sydney's got some good venues, but Melbourne's probably got the, the better ones. But it's Sydney's nightlife is pretty dead at the moment. Dead. Of course. B- it, when I moved here really seven years ago, it was
2: on fire. The King's Cross was amazing. Yeah. I couldn't get over it. Mm. The amount of beautiful women and yeah. like just people partying everywhere. Now it's like what the hell do you do? Yeah, obviously um, you go to Double Bay or you go to mm. Bondi, but then it's like done by one o'clock, yeah. and it's it's actually really sad, and it's mm. really sad when I have, um, some like I'm going to call them clients, but you have like artists in town, right? And they're like, hey, let's go out midweek, and you're like, yeah, yeah. sweet, I'll take you out. And I've got no idea where to go. Yeah, yeah you you, like, you
1: got to go back to their hotel room after and and try and talk the downstairs room service into giving you some drinks. It, it is really embarrassing. It's yeah. such a shame. I
2: did march for both those Keep Sydney Open Yeah, because um, I'm passionate, not so much about me. I've just turned 30, so I've had great years here at Sydney. Yeah, but yeah. for the poor guys at are 21, 22, 23, when I was out yeah. there having the best nights of my life, creating yeah.
1: life stories, yeah.
2: what are they doing now?
1: Yeah, it sucks. Well, I think they're having like their own private parties yeah. and they're, they're going to events that are organized in secret Facebook groups. Like There's one, I think, this weekend called Secret Picnic or something like that and you don't know where the party is until someone sends you a text message.
2: But that's good for a one-off, yeah. but, but every weekend, you yeah. want you want just And you want to bring to people
1: to. to the city and you want to say, yeah. hey, let's go to this amazing bar and this amazing restaurant. And we've got the Ivy. The Ivy's amazing. But I think, you know, we've got a couple of... You know, Kent Street, there's a whole heap of new bars opening up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and as soon as the casino happens, I mean, because I think that's part of the reason why half the city was shut down. Yeah. That and because developers to wanted be to that. own it the cost.
2: We should have... And once again, I was just in New York and I was so lucky to be there for nine days just meeting my mates there. And mm. it's, the, it's obviously the best city in
1: the world. Yeah.
2: But just the pockets. We could have pockets yeah. of really cool bars here. Yeah.
1: Well, there's, there's an article in the paper just on the weekends and it had... Um, a picture of a beer or a, a bottle of wine for all of the suburbs in Sydney that are not walking distance to a pub and and like twenty minutes, half an hour away to actually get to a pub or a bottle shop. So we don't, we're not even just giving out those little licenses anymore. And I, I think that's going to change, hopefully. Yeah. So uh, prank patrol, prank man.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was, it was what, a, first what an gig. awesome
1: show. Well, was, your favorite show.
2: Well, yeah, because it was a great format. That's, yeah. it's a, good shows are about good formats, and then it was like right place, right time. Working at Nova, I put in a tape just being myself, did three auditions, ended up out of 7,000 people making Mm -hmm. the top 10, flown to Sydney for a gig. Didn't know what I was going to host yet. Then from 10, it went to five. And then the next day, they're like, can you move to Melbourne in a week? to film this show, Prank Patrol. And I was like, what the hell is Prank Patrol? Looked it up, <laughs> watched the British one. Yeah. And I was like, this is really lame and really, like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um Because the format is, it's very kiddy, yeah. But then I had an awesome director I worked yeah. with. And from day one, I'd never had a beta camera in mm. front of me before in my life. Oh, really? Day one on set, we are filming in a hardware store in Melbourne. And I'm going, shit, I don't know what to do. Mm. What's going to happen next? And, um, yeah, I was just really lucky that the director was just like, mate, you cannot." be too cool. You've just got to let it go, be yourself, have fun with it yeah, and yeah. really invest. And we sort of built a character around me that I thought I was like awesome but every single other person on the show thought I was a dickhead. So they were like, <laughs> we, we, you know, I'd be hanging out with like guys that, you know, have explosives, actors, all these sorts of people and the kids as well. Yeah. And I thought I was the man and they're all like behind my back to the camera going, what a loser. But I think that sort of leveled me out with mm. the Aussie audience. So mm. we did three series, mm. 110 episodes. Wow. Our third series was... um. Pre-bought by the UK because mm. it was more popular than their local version, um, so we were on BBC One at three thirty in the afternoons, which is a great slot. And yeah, then, and then CBBC as well, mm. until that royal prank happened. When um, yeah,
1: it, it turned to shit. Poor old Mel Greg copped a lot of yeah, it was about just, that, was, and she didn't even want to do it. It was a messy thing for everyone. Yeah, but
2: then so we got pulled off air because any word prank in the UK media was yeah. just you know seen as in the naughty
1: corner you yeah. couldn't touch it so it's a shame they've ruined it for everyone I mean we're in, in in the day of getting offended and everyone's you know quick to be a social justice warrior and get offended by everything so now yeah. you can't even pull a prank unless you're doing a silly kitty one like the ones I just did
2: yeah no they, they had a lot of fun but you you um what happened was we did hunt yeah that that many episodes and we were definitely done. I was definitely sort of ready to move out of kids TV then because yeah. you get trapped in it. So I was ready just to join the queue of the the great line of Aussies that are doing adult TV and yeah. working my ass
1: off for now the last seven years and I'm still here, want to be here. No, but you, you've you got a massive fan base from that show that, that still message you all the time. I see well, you know, that's your Instagram thing. feed are saying,
2: when's prank <laughs> Patrol coming well, back? Because they've all grown up now. So they all were... Well, our, one, our adult demo was eight to 12 year olds, right? But now that was seven, eight years ago. So now they're like 21, 22, 23. And they all just, we go film at Groove in the Moo for the loop, trying to do music show links. And it's just ridiculous because all they want to do is,
0: ah, prank patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile,
2: the camera guys are going like, what the hell is prank patrol? Um, But yeah, so there's a great core audience there now, Mm. which is, you know, my mission in the next sort of two to three to four years is Mm. to convince I work at 10 at the moment. Yeah, convince
1: Channel 10 to put it back on.
2: They're You know, they're investing a lot in me and what I do. Yeah. So I just need to now prove to them that, that this will be a great format. Now, I don't think it will be Prank Patrol again because that was a very much a kid's format. Mm-hmm. But hidden camera stuff, having a lot of fun. There's a lot of Too Fast stuff at the moment on YouTube.
1: There's lots of pranks on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But They seem to be the most popular videos. Everyone wants to see it's
2: them. It's in our DNA as Aussies. We're, yeah. all, we're all smart We're assing.
1: pranksters. Why can't we do that more? Yeah, I, I agree. I want to see it. So what's the worst prank that you've done where it's gone wrong and didn't? Didn't actually come off, or someone broke a leg, or something. All right, let's just put this out
2: there: 110 episodes, we got caught three times. Oh, okay, so we we're pretty good.
1: But what, like, failed? Like, someone said, "Oh, come on, this is a prank. It's a crock shit." Well,
2: yeah, after after they all, when we got caught, they were in the third series because once kids knew about the show, so we were like, you know, we had to be definitely, we had to up our game with hidden cameras. But these three boys, we pranked, we pretended there were aliens in the backyard. And they were just, they went out to dinner. They had Coca-Colas. They were high as a kite. They're like 11-year-old, 12-year-old boys. And we're sitting in the control room. Mind you, this is the first episode that our ABC commissioner had come on set to watch how it worked. Oh, no. And this is the one we got busted. So we're there in an OB truck. There's like 30 camera screens everywhere. And you just see one of them this kid pick it up and it was like hidden in like a speaker of like a radio system and you just see his face on the screen and shake it (laughs) and he goes this is prank patrol and we're like (laughs) now mind you we spent $80,000 per episode so we had to make an episode yeah 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 80 Um, grand yeah so look out of all the other ones, it worked perfectly. There was a fine line between making Aussie kids and teens cry and getting good content. Mm. So we could always manipulate it. Like we'd film the pranks live yeah. and then make eight minutes. Cause that, it was a 24 minute show. Eight minutes of it was the prank part. Um, and the beginning two thirds was me meeting the, the kid and going, who do you want to prank? And then building the prank. And then so it was sort of like a um, backyard blitz starts. Like build it, build it, build it. Here's the grand reveal.
1: So what's the biggest prank someone's pulled on you?
2: no one's got me good yet no one no I'm waiting I'm waiting what? every day okay so all
1: the years of doing the
2: show the music show mm. they, they got me but they could have just milked it so what they did was for the April Fool's week um, they said Liv who I work with normally she was sick yeah and they brought in Denise Drysdale to be the co-host oh <laughs> and so she hadn't read any of the scripts and I was like well that's oh, no. fine I'll work the autocue be the anchor yeah. yeah and she can just you know have little bits of input here and there and then we did the opening to the opener to the show and she just started like going off on little tangents and i'm like jeepers how do i pull her back pull her back pull her back and then it got to a point where she just sort of cracked it and was just like i can't do this she's like they they want me to be on the show to cross promote studio 10 but she's like i can't do this and like looking at me and i'm like no denise this (laughs) is fine like you're doing a really good job and i was like seriously just i'll drive it and you can just have fun just sit there and have a good time and she was like She could have from that point Really taken it to another level Really? And that's when they all ran out like We
1: got you And I was like
2: You did You did I was invested but you didn't get me to a point where like that's
1: oh. an okay prank. They didn't get you good enough. No. Someone they... someone needs to really get. So if you're and watching this really, right now, I'm and... really gullible. I'm really
2: gullible, and like I'm really invested in. Well, you didn't believe the blood thing. No, that looked like shit because was...
1: you'd already had a, had a prank pulled yet. That wasn't. Well, no, it just didn't look like red. You can tell the color of blood. It wasn't good fake blood, was it? No, you got it from the two dollar shop, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what about the best prank? Uh, best prank. The is... most hits on YouTube. Uh, I don't. We don't really put them on YouTube. No, you only know, you watch them on ABC. Exactly. It was, I, I love. Um, I love watching the uh, Ashton Kutcher show. Punked. Like, I, I think Punked. Yeah. Amazing. Um, that went for years. Yeah. And, and they used to spend like a million bucks on some of those episodes. Where you they have do to the spend craziest stuff.
2: Best one we did was uh, we had three teenagers in school in a Melbourne school. They were about 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Um, so we rehearsed on the Sunday because obviously you cannot be in a school with cameras without the whole school losing their shit. Yeah. Rehearse on the Sunday and then at 6 a.m. on the Monday morning, we had all our camera guys hidden in walls ready to go. Mm. These kids went to their normal classes. They got called out and they mm. were like one, two, three, four. So there was three of them we were pranking and a girl who was pranking them. Um, they got called into the computer room and they're like, hey guys, look, just for the next hour and a half, we're just going to get you guys to test out. We've got some different ideas for the Victorian state curriculum and we just want to test it with you guys. Cool, yeah, sure, great. So we had an actress that was the teacher Mm. and she was like, look, can you log into the computers here, into the government website? And then uh, her login wasn't working on the big screen. So she Mm. quickly calls up and goes, my login's not working. So writes her username and password on the board. Yeah, still wouldn't work. So she leaves the classroom. Mm. The girl who's pranking her friends goes, let's log in on her one and see if it works. Logs (laughs) in. It does work. They start then like messing around with things like, you know, changing their grades and then they were like let's let's change the power so the lights would dim and then they're like press this the school bell would go no, off and they were like, that's they're cool. like oh my god this is legit she walks back in and she's like still not working so she's like oh I'll log into the national one okay so then she does a username password walks out again we get the girl to go look guys let's log in again to this one and they're all kind of like no 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 and she's like let's do it so they do it and then they start pressing more buttons press this button <laughs> Magical button, very big on the screen. It says uh, Australia-wide internet. They click it and it goes, bang, internet down. It says internet down on every computer and on the big screen. Teacher walks back in. She's like, what have you done? Starts to freak out. Then we get three real teachers to walk in. That's so good. And they're like, hey, is your internet not working? And they're like, yeah, no, it's not working. It's not working. So then we get... Uh, a third teach a third real teacher to walk in she's on the phone and she's like you guys might want to turn the tv on now we pre-recorded the day before no. a helicopter hovering out the out the front of their school with an abc reporter and she's like yes ladies and gentlemen the internet has gone down in australia and we've traced the source <laughs> oh, to this great. school here meanwhile there is a helicopter hovering outside the classroom oh my so god a real chopper a real lands, chopper, real chopper. Oh, that's great chopper lands the, three, the four kids get called into the principal's office. Yeah. The principal, weirdly, Summer Heights High, yeah. the principal of that is the principal of this school. She's not, a real principal. What? So she was in on it with us. That's great. Calls them into the classroom. By this, top, by this point, two of the girls are crying and we sort of had to go, it's not as bad as you think, but you guys have all stuffed up. So she's like, look, the internet's gone down. We know it was you guys. And we got the girl in on it to go, it wasn't me,
0: it was them. (laughs) And
2: the looks on their faces, they're like, oh, my God. So she goes, look.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f- so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: It's not as bad as you think, yeah. but you're in a lot of trouble. She's like, look, all you need to do, go outside. The media's out there. So we had like-
1: Tell them what you did. We had like a scrum <laughs> of like
2: 20 no. actors. So then they all walk out there and they're like, you know, once again, two of them are almost crying. And they're like looking real sheepish and, and they were getting interviewed And then I was out the front For the grand finale With a SWAT team mm. And I was like Come out with your hands No <laughs> so By this point It had gone so well That I could give it away Did they believe it? So I'm, They believed everything They believed everything oh, So I got them to come out With their hands up Walking high knees Down the stairs And I'm like laughing Into this megaphone <laughs> And then I was just like you've been pranked to the grand reveal and yeah that it was mixed emotions the girls were just mortified they yeah. were like how dare
1: you so that's a fun kids prank show yeah but would you do one a little bit later on channel 9 or 10 where or Definitely. 10 obviously where you you know maybe some gory pranks like oh, you know, best. like car accidents, well, you remember, and you random remember? stuff. L- like punked Ashton Kutcher's show. Like that, do you remember? that surprise, was a surprise!
2: Surprise! That was a great show. Right. There was a great one on Sam Newman where he was in a car out in the middle of the bush, and there was all these random stops, stop signs, traffic lights. Yeah. So he'd pull up, and they would just be red for like three minutes. So he was like, "No one around." He's like, "Stuff this!" <laughs> so then he would drive through it. Out of nowhere, a chopper would come and land in front of you, and they're like, "You just ran a red light."
0: And he's like, oh, what? This,
2: and this happened like four or five times until the point where he was just blowing up. And then, you know, like, <laughs> like pranks like that, yeah, yeah where you're yeah. smart. Adult, uh, adult pranks. Adult they, pranks. They're, they're, they're full on. But I want to do it where it's got a bit of a twist. You you want to do it where like you reward like a local hero or someone who's a legend. Say say Barry, who runs the soccer club in Perth. Right? He's been running it for sixty years, and, and you know, every bit of spare change he invests back into the soccer club. And I would love to like mess mess around with him, but then there's a reward for him. So, like, one day he comes to his beloved soccer club, and there's like an excavator there, and they're digging up like Aboriginal remains. and He's just like, What are you doing? This is my pride and joy. Yeah. And you know, people are like, Sorry, mate, it's now in our control. Get out of here. So he thinks he's getting absolutely screwed over, but we're renovating it, you know, and, and giving him a brand new shed, new fields, new jerseys, and whatever. So, like, there's the good with the bad.
1: I want to see ghost pranks. I want to see stuff where you, you, you tell people that the house is haunted, you know, we're going to take you in there, and, and all. They've just heard a rumor that the place is haunted, and then all of a sudden, just shit starts happening. Scare tactics. And you like scare, scare tactics? Scare pranks are my favorite. Like um, that that one. There's a guy who uh, has no legs, and he's he's cut off at, at the waist, and he does this prank where he uh, he gets is, is he the rat? He gets someone else who um is the bottom half of his body. And the legs and he puts himself on top of them and he he'll like have an accident. It's a video on YouTube. He like have an accident and I'll pretend to get hit by a car and then he's split in two and 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 people are screaming and then he gets up on his hands and just runs away <laughs> on his hands. That there's kind a, of stuff is awesome. There's a similar one
2: on that scare tactic show where it was a um a little person. You can't say the M word anymore. The little
1: person. Shetland people. Yeah. I think they'd like are. to be referred to as.
2: Pony people A little person And they were dressed up as a rat And this guy had like a phobia of rats And he got locked into a um, Oh with a big rat Yeah It'll a be, science room And then all of a sudden rat. This guy came running out And <laughs> he's just horrified Like claw, literally clawing at the wall <laughs> And it was like, oh, it's people, been too far. But people fun. never
1: come back from their massive phobias when people play no. pranks on them like that, like uh, clowns. Like people have this massive fear of clowns. I remember yeah. uh, Bree from Big Brother used to freak out all the time whenever there was a clown around. It was actually really serious, and I think she had a problem with little people as well. And when when she saw a little person that was a clown, I actually. I hired one for a, uh, a, a birthday party one year just to get her. And my God, she freaked out yeah. big time. No,
2: got a good behind the scenes story for prank patrol. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we're on the Gold Coast filming and uh, I won't name the boys, but we were doing this um, this prank where they were, it was 10 years ago now, enough time. Um, they were looking for dinosaur eggs. And so part of the prank is when we go live with it, we need to get them bored. So when they stumble across, we have these big eggs out there with motors in it. And... Um, we, we just wanted to make them really bored. So they, I think they were maybe 11 years old. They vo- their voices hadn't broken yet. And they were like, they were chatting along. So we're all in the OB truck with their parents, um, with the producers, with the directors, everyone. And we're hidden. And we try not to make any noise. Anyways, these boys are just digging. And they're like, oh, talking about this and talking about that. And then the one that didn't know he was being pranked, the other one knew they were mic'd up. They had microphones in their helmets. Mm. And he goes, wait such and such. Let's just call him Tom. Oh, Tom, <laughs> on the way home, do you want to get your dad's phone and we'll watch some pornies? <laughs> and he goes, oh, I don't know, man. And he's just like, just shut it down. And he goes, what do you mean you don't know? Let's get your dad's phone and watch some pornies. And he goes, Nah, man, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> and he's squirming at him. it. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, we always do it. Let's just do it again. And he goes, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> and we were just like, we're in the OB truck going, The parents are so embarrassed. Oh, "Oh, no. So the prank plays out. They find the dinosaur egg. Then I run out. I'm like, you've been pranked. He didn't care about being pranked. He cared about his parents knowing he was watching porn on the mobile phone.
1: Well, they didn't put that in the show a bit.
2: It did not make the cut, but oh. we will find the tapes one day. Yeah, yeah, stick it up
1: on YouTube. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> but That's the stuff you love. The well, stuff that's well, not those meant boys to happen. Would be now, what, 21,
1: 22. Yeah. That's, that's 21st material for their, their birthday. Come on, Channel 10. We, we wanna, you had your pilot week. Let's get some prank shows going again. You've got the, the best prankster in Australia. No, Here's but that's, the prank
2: this is, man. This is how TV works nowadays. You have to be a part of the creation. So it's yeah. up to me working with a production company and other creatives to bring it to life. Because yes. at the end of the day, as you know, as well as I do, Nothing gets handed to you yeah. on a platter yeah. in our industry. You got
1: to hustle. You got to work your ass off. For yeah. it. If anyone's watching this right now, how do I get that guy's job? How, yeah. do, how do I get to get to be a TV host? I mean, you could give them advice right now, and that's probably the best advice you could give is say you're gonna hustle. You mm. got to call people. You got you got to have a plan of attack and how hey, you're, you're messaging people on Instagram and Facebook and letting them know about all the shows that you're making. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's a young up and comer who would be in the same position as you when you were first starting out on Nova as that that rock patrol street guy with dreams of hosting the loop like you do now yeah
2: yeah it's just uh, yeah as you said and it's like number one i I got do you remember a guy called chris parsons channel uh, he was at channel seven at the time and at nova he was doing the great southeast show yeah so he had channel seven equipment and and i was just always hounding him i'm like mate can i borrow a a lapel mic because i obviously didn't own one at the time Hmm. um because he gave me advice to go look make a show reel and if your show reel is good enough and you send it round, you will get a gig. He goes, I promise yeah. you, you'll get a gig or be on people's radars. So for a year there, before I even started auditioning or before I auditioned for ABC3, um, I was out there, I'd use my Nova email to go to Dreamworld and hmm. film on rides, hmm. pretending it's stuff for online. It wasn't, it was just for my showreels. Yeah. So I did like piece to camera and then yeah. like cruise off and I was just clocking up hours and you just sort of realize that sort of training yeah. you at, at that time and I'd go out to like, once again, all the festivals and do pieces to camera or vox pops in front of all these drunk punters. But that was me, you know, getting the nerves off and going, getting comfortable in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. So
1: and you get the free tickets to all the venues as well because you got a cameraman with leverage. You, you got to leverage, yeah.
2: but also you got to be smart, and then you've also got to like just get better at what you do, and then yeah. and, and work with people. I think the blessing for me was Prank Patrol wasn't actually an ABC show. Mm-hmm. It was a it was made by Active TV, sold to ABC, right? So and I it was, went worldwide yeah but I was working with freelancers so like all the directors producers camera guys work on big shows in Melbourne Yeah, so you know when they were working with me I was just learning as much as I could from them and I was lucky that I was the host because I was in the middle of it just going oh so that's how you do this that's how you do that and we've worked with other directors and I'm like from working with the Melbourne guys I was like you're overshooting it like you know you don't yeah. you only need one or two takes is, is it order. hard to
1: stop you, yourself now from saying things like that when, you, when you're watching other people film you and putting together a show and go uh, maybe you should do it like this because I get afraid mm. of, to tell people if they're a cameraman uh, that framing is completely wrong or mm. you know you need, you need to fix that light and get it up a bit higher because like, oh, I'm working with a diva here we yeah. go. I remember poor old Gretel uh, when she was on Big Brother. Like all the, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the cameramen used to whinge and complain about her because she'd, and all she'd be doing is saying, like, this lighting is really shit and it's making me look like Nosferatu. So mm. they'd, they'd change it and like, oh, here we go. But sometimes you just have to. Yeah, it's it's a
2: fine line, obviously. And it's, once again, you, you tip your toe around it and then when you can, you sort of, you give. Yeah. But then I still work with ones that know, have done you know another 20 or 30 years than what I've done so then you learn from them as well Mm. Uh, but it is it is tough I know what you're saying there because you don't want to seem like a diva but once again once you clock up enough hours you know what makes good TV.
1: Yeah. You know what you need for a shot, you know, mm. when you've got a shot mm. and then you're like, We've, we're have we done. And you're just going to be easy to work with. I yeah. find, I get a lot of work, probably not necessarily always because I'd be the best for the job but because I'm easy going, probably mm. cheap as well. <laughs> oh, and, oh, come on, and, mate. And, and, and people, people like working with you, then they're going to hire you again, you know, just because you're, you, do the right thing by them. You show up on time and and uh, across all the Ts and dot the i's But if you're a young kid out there, maybe you're you don't have to be young. You might be fifty. You can be sixty. Whatever. If you want to make a TV show, all it's going to take is your time. You can shoot it on your iPhone. You get, yeah. You get out there and you just keep doing it, and you're only going to get better and just hone your craft. If you're good enough, you'll get a gig. Yeah. Like if you. If That's your, the best if advice that like i said. Is great.
2: No one's going to stop you, and that's why every day I'm trying to keep writing, trying to keep working with other creatives as well. That's the biggest problem in this country: we don't have enough writers. Mm. Um, so if you're coming up with good ideas, coming up with great ideas and then executing them. So I use my Instagram all the time as just testing little ideas that I've got bigger formats too. But I'll put things out there. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Mm. It's kind of like. Um, in New York, they've got that comedy cellar where the comedians go in there. They and try big, big their stuff. time, they try it yeah. out and yeah. you see what happens. Well, now you can do it with social media.
0: Yeah, yeah, put totally. put things out
2: there and I, I put up a video the other day and I didn't think it was that funny and mm. people were loving it. You're like, where was it? Really? It was. We were wearing these um these suits that Kanye wears. Oh, that wears was great. I was going
1: to ask you about that. That was hilarious. Yeah, I just didn't think it was that funny. So <laughs> I was like,
2: yeah, okay. Like the film right. clip. Yeah, like the film clip. But then
1: we used the, uh, the version
2: that's PG, which makes no sense at all.
1: And we're running around the office. Do you follow his Instagram? I remember seeing him a couple of weeks ago and he was just on his Instagram talking about Kim Kardashian's ex-boyfriends, ex-fiances, and he was naming them one by one and just telling them, stop talking about my wife. That's my wife you're talking about. I don't care that you had sex with my wife. I can't find <laughs> Stop him. saying it. Is He's it, gone. He
2: must be off Twitter again. I can't find What him. are
1: you checking, Instagram?
2: I'm checking Twitter.
1: I'll check Instagram. This is an exciting podcast if you're listening to this right now. It's two guys checking social media accounts.
0: People
2: love that shit. My most watched video on, um, on Instagram was just me. Before I boarded the flight, I knew I was going to do a gag at the end of the flight. I had three planes to get to where we film. I'm a celebrity. And I wanted to do, when I got off the plane, I wanted to touch my foot down and pick it back up. And every time I touched my foot down, I played Toto Africa. So it was like, <laughs> damn, dan That's So cool. I knew I was going to do that. So when I left Sydney airport, yeah. I was like, wait for it. And then on every part of the flight, I was like, wait for it, wait for it. For it in my hotel, dun, I'm gonna stop dun, over, wait for dun, it. Dun, wait. Dun, dun, so I was just building up for like 40 seconds, and everyone's like, "What are we waiting for?" And it's like, this "Dan, dan, 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 dan." I made it, and I looked at it. and I was like, "No, I don't think this is funny." I was like, "I don't know if I like this." Yeah, put it out there, that. and then yeah. people were just like, "Oh, it's great!" So That's you
1: just cool. never know what audiences like. Yeah, you got some great stuff on there. Sam Mac does a lot of he's a awesome. really funny stuff on he was his recently, right? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Had him a couple of weeks ago. He yeah, says to say hi, but he's he's always doing random stuff like that, and it's so good that you can just put it out there and people like it. They go, "Oh, yeah, got to do more of that kind yeah. of stuff."
2: And what I find actually is the the it's hard for people like you and I and Sam that. We're used to like polished productions and putting production values in there. But I find yeah. with social stuff, the more raw you can make it, yeah. the more people like it.
1: People like it if it's yeah. loose. What was it like in South Africa? Did you have fun over there working on I'm a Celebrity? I had a great time. Because Is it, it true it's non-stop party for all the crew behind the scenes?
2: Absolutely not. They Go, work, come
1: on. No, from, from Thursday to,
2: to Sunday, they get days off. And, and yeah. definitely we all have a few drinks and have a good time. But no, mate, they work their
0: asses yeah, off. I'll and it's really they're...
2: hot over there it's like an hour and a half drive from this to that to everything else Mm and i probably have one of the best gigs there where Mm -hmm. i wasn't shooting so many days in a row but then i was doing like 22 hour days Mm because then we'd film a little we would do these two to three minute videos with most of the celebrities before they went into the jungle so it was called edge of the jungle Mm -hmm. so my whole vibe was i was wearing head to toe linen on linen and i was in there like beautiful five-star lodges with them getting them all pumped up i'm like all right Nolsey. It's your last hour before you go into that horrid jungle. <laughs> what do you want to do? And he's like, let's have a beer. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. But that's back again. Are you heading back over? Yes. Going back over. I want not be doing something different this year. So we're just working out
1: what it is. Well, no, I know, Maybe I know what it is. The I camp. Got a, I got they're sign. putting you in the camp, aren't they?
2: No, hell no. Not, I'm not a celebrity. so I'm not going in the yeah, camp. Yeah, you are, man. No, I, want a on, the, I, want a, I want to toy with it. I want to TV every week. I want to mess with the celebrities. That's the best part of it. Yeah. And, and this year, it's a shorter series. Um, and they're going to make it a lot more. They're going to put a lot more firecrackers in there because last year they had a lot of stars in there, but they sort of all played it pretty cool.
1: They were too nice. Mm. I uh, I can't remember if it was. Would your- you go in there? No. Why not? Um, I've already done it.
2: You've been on there. Yeah.
1: What? I was in, in the uh, I was on the test run for the uh, the English show that shot at Mawullumbah. Yeah,
2: have you ever done the actual one? I haven't done the actual one, but I, do you like spiders? Do
1: you like snakes? I, I had to put my face in a big bucket of spiders and had them all over my face. Yeah, I, had, nah. I had to swim in a bucket of leeches, uh, all sorts of messed up stuff. The star challenge, you know, when you're got to pull the the uh, star out of the box when there's all these little critters in the box. Yeah, it's hell, yeah. They don't have fun. I yeah, I'd, I'd do it. Why not? It'd yeah. be good fun. But yeah, I think it was your Instagram or might have been a, one of the other crews because a lot of the crew who worked on that worked at, on shows with me before. And uh, they'd just been swimming in one of the, the lakes near where you guys are staying. And they swam in the wrong spot and there were heaps of crocodiles actually in the water where they were staying, where they were swimming. Is Mate, that,
2: was, was that you? It wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. In the famous words of Shaggy. Is it really dangerous? Really, everything. Like we have to, everything's security checked where we go because we are in the middle of the wild there. Like It's not like... Oh, there's just a little TV studio here and then it's you know nice hotels it's raw Africa around and there's like at night you, you cannot walk from some restaurants to your car um, because you need you need a guy a guy there with a gun because if there's a hippo walking around and you get between that and the water you're cooked if there's a black mumbo on the ground it's gonna chase you they're like the only snakes in the world that actually aren't scared of you they'll attack you if you get between them and
1: their babies um, so, so you're constantly thinking, uh-oh, is mate, something going to kill me it's, today it's or am scorpions. I just going to host a show?
2: It's scorpions, it's baboons. The baboons love females. They go for females. They're and big, meerkats. The big alpha males. Meerkats bite you. you know it's that? just everything, cheaters walking around. Not, I mean, the uh, cheaters with the leopards, the leopards are the ones that they can't keep out with fences. So obviously, there's no lions really? walking around because lions, they can fence them in, um, as in fence the, the park that we film in. But leopards jump over the fence. And yeah. they're going to eat you. Well, they're very stealthy. So we're a bit too big for them. But they go for like cats and dogs and other animals. That doesn't mean that they won't attack you. So, yeah, we're all like on high alert the whole time. It's not just like, oh, we're in Africa having a holiday.
1: And what's it like working with uh, Dr. Chris Brown and Julia Morris? They're pros, mate. Good they are.
2: Uh, you know, going into it, I was like, they've got a pretty easy gig. You know, they do an hour of live TV a day. And then they do, they are round the clock working hard. And it's weird because every day... I think it's every second day, they do one of those big challenges, like, you know, on a cliff face or out in the middle of the open somewhere. And they always, I don't know how it works, but they're the hottest days ever. So those two are sweating their asses off. I've got to like, you know how it works, got to rehearse, get the safety guys in, check, 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 yeah, bring yeah. the celebs in, do it with the celebs. And then they go straight from that to doing a live show where they got to do like two hours of prep for it, making sure it's all, everything's in place then going live on live tv mm. and then do it all again the next day
1: do that for 5 days a week. What do you think you'd miss the most if you're in the camp? Kentucky food, fried chicken. Food. It's all about the food, isn't it? When when I when I did the little test run, man, just days. just getting rice every day and water is is all we got to eat because we kept failing the challenges. Yeah. Everyone was just getting on each other's nerves, getting hangry, having a go at each other. It, Does it-, it wasn't fun.
2: Because that's the point, right? They want to make you so hungry that the littlest things become the biggest things. So if you're in the jungle and you move my socks from there to there, then I'm like, and I'm really
1: hungry. <laughs> I just have a tantrum. And oh. there was a brown snake under my bed. You know how you, how you have those... The Brisbane um, River. The, 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 brown, the Brisbane River <laughs> is a brown snake. But it, actually, a brown snakes like the most poisonous snake in the world. Yep. And you know how they have those little hammock things that you sleep in? You know, yeah. I'm a celebrity. So I was sleeping with mine next to the uh the creek which was full of mosquitoes so i was getting bitten all night and security came in when i was asleep and i didn't even wake up and took a brown snake from underneath my bed why did you do it isn't that it crazy did you do it for cash were you we doing it just, for a like, fun or I, I, a challenge i or? just finished a show and i had a lot of friends who were going to work on that show and they, they said hey do you want to do you want to come be a stand-in for a yeah. week and i thought well, I'm not doing anything, and um, and then I actually worked on the uh, the coming out specials where I did the uh, the narration for like I think it was Sid Vicious was in the show, and not Sid Vicious, um, Johnny Rotten. Sid okay. Vicious isn't alive. Uh, yeah. and Johnny, I
2: don't, even... Who's... <laughs> I don't even
1: know who that is. No, the Sex Pistols. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on. <laughs> I am an anarchist. You keep know. Going, keep yeah. going. I wanna be anarchy. Get get the guitar. Destroy. Uh, anyway, so you know, I was kind of working on the show as well, which was super fun. But it's uh, oh man, it's a challenge. So you're an mm. actor as well. No, nah. you are on Neighbours. Yeah, but I didn't. You played. That. I looked it up. You look. You played a guy called Derek Meeps. Boy. So you know, I didn't look ev- like a Derek Meeps.
2: You know, I did one episode, and when you read, I was like, oh, I wonder if this character is gonna come back. And I look who my character is, Derek Meeps. I'm like. It's a one. It's a one-night-only gig. <laughs> They're not, it's not, a, it's not a cool name like Steve Stevens. No, nah, so. Derek went on there. He slept with Jody Gordon mm. and then left. So he was her ex-boyfriend. He was a he was a car salesman from Sydney. So he'd come down from the big city. Oh, he we caught up in the bar and then he's like, "Well, should we go back to your place and, and catch up a little bit more?" And she's like, "Yep." And in the neighbor's style, I walked into the room with my clothes on and then I walked out of the room sometime later buttoning up my shirt
1: oh so there, were, you, there was no kissing or no, steaming. I didn't even get to kiss her kind and, of and my girlfriend
2: at the time just did a Home and Away episode where she got to kiss Johnny Ruffo and I was like I was off that why don't like, you get to pass someone so I was like, why don't I, I get to kiss anyone haven't
1: they got like a DVD extras for neighbours exactly. where you, they actually get to see the
2: sex scene I or something like off. that I was just like whatever just buttoning up my shirt that's a joke and then I um, I revealed to her that I had a fiance back up in Sydney and she's like what was this? And this is where Derek's catchphrase came in, and he's like, "I thought we were just two friends catching up."
1: <laughs> God damn it! And an
2: exit scene. She's like, "Get out!" And that was How it. How dare you? No, look, I, I did. I did actually a lot of acting courses. I really like acting. Um, I, I think I'm pretty bad at it. Uh, but I loved. I loved learning about it because I interview a lot of actors for my job. So. Yeah. Oh, because you, you do the event cinema stuff. I do event cinema stuff. I do a lot of red carpets. Well, I do it for Hoyts now. They're the competition. Oh, you, yeah. you jump
1: ship? Yeah, I did. Different company. A few years ago. Cool. Who, who's better to work for? Hoyts or events? <laughs> Hoyts. Must <laughs> be Hoyts. <laughs> Hoyts are amazing. Free tickets for yeah. Hoyts. Let's plug Hoyts no, as much as we can. they got the beautiful Lux cinemas. They're
2: amazing. Oh. They're, they're like aeroplane first class seats. Yeah. Better food as well. Oh, amazing food. they got mm. the little cinnamon donuts at the one at Fox Studios. Oh. Yeah. They whipped them up in two minutes. So no more acting for you? No, I would do it. I, I, I think um, I'd love to do you know more stuff that's like those Hamish and Andy specials where it's yeah. like one-offs or if, if Channel 10 brings up and continues on with Drunk
1: Histories or how, stuff like how that. How good is that show? Yeah, it's awesome, right? They, they did that for Pilot Week and they're going to run it again?
2: Well, they haven't revealed yet what they're going to choose. Our okay. upfronts are coming up in two weeks. So I think all will be revealed then. Once again, I work at Channel 10 but they don't tell you anything internally. Like it's all hush-hush.
1: I have to say my favourite show that you ever worked on was the World Animal Championships. Whack, Whack. Yeah, it was great. Animals competing against each other. W- were we, co- were we co-hosts, we yeah. we're working together. I, w- I was a host that didn't get seen. I, w- I was the <laughs> voice of uh, many animals on that show. Thousands a- of animals. And, and the ringleader. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the World Animal Championships <laughs> you know, it was in such the right hand corner. Such a
2: simple format, but yeah. it worked really well. And, and, and Aussie kids loved it. And they sold it around the world. They awesome show. The Discovery yeah. channel. Alex
1: Mavridakis, who was the executive producer of Big Brother when I worked on the show, he uh, he got me the gig on that. What
2: a legend. Well, he's doing, he's the EP of I'm a Celebrity. Get Me yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. And that's who we're in developments for another little thing for me, for I'm a Celebrity, which once again, awesome. his show. Oh, great. He's so,
1: yeah. he's smashing it. I talk about him a lot on this love show. Love Island. Do you watch Love Island? Yes. I love I was that. Sp- I tried to get the voiceover gig for Love Island, but oh. they went with an Irish guy.
2: Damn it yeah but he was good though.
1: like how good would that be like yeah. living in Mallorca in Spain oh. working on a show and then then all the a lot of the same people Alex and everyone else traveling to
2: Africa we just, well, I love how show. you sell it like that but then I know a lot of people that worked on it and they were yeah.
1: like mate we were so
2: understaffed and we all worked out asses off working but that's why it looked so good and I thought it was a great seven. That they casted that so well. But yeah, whack, what a good time. We're filming up at Channel 9 in Brisbane.
1: Yeah, that was a cool show. For ABC. That was really good. And yeah. uh, who was the, the guys that made that show? They make a lot of movies as well. Black Lab Media. The Black Lab guys. Yeah, yeah, that was most of the time when I did all the voices for that, I recorded them in my bedroom in Los Angeles when I was living there. Really? That, that was one of the only jobs that were keeping me alive. I was getting all the voiceover work was back in Australia trying to get work in LA. But uh, the neighbours used to always complain because, and and they think that someone was having a fight because I'm doing all these, I'm doing a crazy like, a, "Hi, I'm a zebra. Welcome to World Animal Championships." <laughs> and then I'd be talking like a donkey, you know, making up all these stupid voices and. And I'd have to redo them all the time because I'd, I'd run out of voices because there were like thousands of animals that they were yeah. getting me to do. And then um, I'd well, think, okay, I'll try an Indian accent. And they're like, no, you can't do Indian. I, but I can do American. I can do Deep South. I can do New York, California. You can do English. You can do French, but you can't do any. <laughs> it was like, so I had to <laughs> had, had a lot of backwards and forwards. I was going to say, so was your, what was your inspiration for a lot of the voices? Where Were you, were you walking around one day going, oh. That's a great voice yeah, for an ant. I'd write it down as, as a guy in a 7-Eleven. i go, go, oh, he's got a strange voice. He's, he's got a lisp and a high-pitched voice. That, I and then they
0: talk like this. Hello, <laughs> how are you? Yes.
1: And they go, oh, don't do the lisp because oh, people who have a lisp might get upset.
2: Uh once again, so odd. You go into another 7-Eleven, it's a poo, and then you're like, yeah. oh, no, I can't do that
1: as well. I've got another show which I just scored the other day. It's called You're Called What? You're Called What? You're Called What? And it's just all about animals all over the world. Nice. It should be fun. So a voiceover gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the... It's like character character voices as well as like a narrator voice
2: man, this, is, this cool. is like your, your thing at the moment yeah. you're just the animal man this is this is the studio this
1: what, is where it happens
2: what was the BBC one walking on the wild side was it or like walking with animals
1: oh yeah 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 where they were where all. Ricky
2: Gervais and it was like night no day time yeah. daytime <laughs> night time
1: daytime that was
2: great that was, they're a good show
1: but so, the world animal championships that was cool to work with you but I never actually never were, was in the same on studio it. as <laughs> in
2: like because
1: we do all <laughs> our stuff first then you
2: came and polished it up at the end yeah, that's it how it cool. works a lot of shows like that. That's when you, you interview a lot of movie stars and yeah.
1: they're on these animations. And you're like, oh,
2: it must have been so great working with Will Ferrell. And they're like,
1: never saw him. Yeah, and <laughs> most of the time they set up a microphone at their house. Yeah. They record all their bits say, thank you. See you later. Here's a check.
2: Well, Seacrest does his radio show from his home now. Yeah. I'm surprised Kyle Sanderlands doesn't do that.
1: Yeah. Why does he bother going into work? He could mm-hmm. just lie in bed. You I mean, think the,
2: he, he bounces off all the guys around him. That's why.
1: Well, Mr. Tweety. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for I, I, I think thank you for scaring me once. We've scared the poop attempting, out of you.
2: Attempting to scare me twice. Didn't work. You get two point one five points out of five, I reckon.
1: You really? Yeah, it was pretty it, good. Uh, do you get so you get ranked on prank patrol for how you well the prank went? You don't get ranked, because they're all a, meant to be amazing, a right? A prank rank.
2: A prank rank. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Almost. like something else. Two point five prank ranks.
1: Out of five. Well done, Mikey Thank Goldman. you. I appreciate that. i will be happy with that score. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, good to
2: see you. I'll see you down at a pub, what, two or three streets from here in Bondi.
1: Yeah, let's go down there now.
2: Yeah, to Bucket List. By the is that your favorite Bondi bar? No, not really. No? My favorite's Anchor. I don't mind that. Sunday Roast oh, there. The Anchor Sunday Roast? Yeah, they're pretty good. They what? sold out yesterday by 7 pm, though, so not very well, happy with them.
1: And what about the uh, public bar, Bondi Public Bar? Not bad. I like that about 11 pm. But everything shuts. That's the problem. Everything Remember White Sh- Revolver? Yeah, well, that used to be born at a Public Bar. That was cool. Yeah, it
2: had it that, was that dance park. floor at the back. It was so dark that Ooh, it was like, it was like Russian roulette. If you're dancing with a girl, and then you, you offer her to it get might it not a be drink, a girl. Yeah, you, you don't know what it is to get to the bar. And you're like, oh, there it is.
1: They they had these um, these VIP keys that they gave out to everyone to get in there, and there was this secret door that you had to actually unlock to get into White Revolve. Do you remember that? No. See, I was never Uh, that VIP. When it it first opened, I'm like, oh, I felt really special because I had this key and I went in and it's like every dickhead from Bondi is in there. Everyone got a freaking key. But all all the roosters, like everyone.
2: It was actually Wednesday nights there were the best nights ever.
1: Let's get out there. Let's let's hit the locals. Let's do it. Good on you, man. Thanks Thanks, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Scott Tweedy, ladies and gentlemen. My Goldman, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs)